You are listening to the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, episode 173. What the hell is happening with equity auditions right now? Excuse my language, let's get started. My name is Maggie Berra, and welcome to another episode of the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, where I take you behind the scenes of the theater industry. The Actor Aesthetic Podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at actoraesthetic.com forward slash podcast. You can follow me for more tips on the actor lifestyle at Actor Aesthetic or my personal profile at Maggie Berra. All links are in the show notes. Now, please, let's get on to the show. Well, hello, hello, hello. This is Maggie. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Actor Aesthetic Podcast. I'm recording this out of Hoboken, New Jersey, right across the water from New York City. And today we're going to talk about equity auditions, what they are, what the heck is happening, and how they've changed since the pandemic. This episode is everything that I know up until January 16th, 2023. So even within the next few months, I anticipate a lot of changes with the union, and that's okay. I'll make sure to keep you all as informed as possible. I am going through the same thing that you are. I'm still hustling. I'm still auditioning. I'm still performing, and I'm still pursuing a career in the professional theater world. So I'm right there with you, and I am learning just as much as you are as we stumble along. Now, I've been to just a handful of equity auditions this year alone. I went to one back in November of 2022 when they were first coming back in person live. And I'll speak to you a little bit later in the episode on my experience and how it went and what you can expect as either a union member or a non-union member attending or submitting for these auditions. Today I'm speaking on behalf as a member of the Actors' Equity Association. I'm not a rep for the union, but I am myself a union member. And I hope from learning from my experiences, my mistakes, my wins and successes today with Equity Auditions that you will better understand what is ahead and also how to find your footing in this new post-pandemic theater world. If you're a college student currently pursuing musical theater or theater in school, I'm going to guess that you don't learn too much about equity auditions. And especially right now, given that they're changing so much, it's kind of hard to teach on them because they're ever changing and ever growing. So if you don't have a professor that's currently in the business, literally either running auditions or auditioning themselves at equity auditions, it's going to be really hard to have your finger on the pulse of the equity audition environment. So I encourage you as you listen to this episode today to share this with your professors, share this with your classmates, because I guarantee you'll hear something that's helpful today in this episode and also good information to know before you graduate. And I also want to give a quick shout out to those of you who are in the same boat as me, who are actual equity members right now and trying to figure out what the hell is going on with their union right now. Where's the communication? How do I make sense of it all? Let's talk it through right now. So let's start off with the basics for those of you who are new or newer to the theater industry or the professional theater industry. 
The main topic of today is going to be about Actors' Equity Association, otherwise known as Equity. It was founded in 1913. It's the U.S. labor union that represents more than 51,000 professional actors and stage managers. So when you hear people talk about the union, you'll hear them say AEA or Equity or Actors' Equity interchangeably. Now, not every theater cooperates or works with Actors' Equity Association. So you can be a professional actor and get paid for your work and not be a member of the union. But the Broadway shows that you see, many of the national tours, and hundreds of regional theaters across the country are currently working with equity contracts, therefore making them equity productions. There are many benefits to being a member of the union. Among those negotiated in your contracts can be minimum salaries, including overtime, pay for additional duties, housing and or per diem while touring, health insurance and pension plans, 401ks, contract negotiation and administration, work rules, vacation, sick pay, bonding to guarantee salaries and benefits, and more, including job access. Now, most equity agreements require producers to hold equity auditions or interviews to give our members an opportunity to be considered for work. Generally speaking, there are two types of equity auditions, equity principal auditions, otherwise known as EPAs, or equity chorus calls otherwise known as ECCs. Equity principal auditions, EPAs, those are auditions for principal roles in plays and musicals. And usually for those auditions, you perform a monologue or a song. Equity chorus calls, or ECCs, are typically auditions for chorus roles in chorus musicals. There are, as of now, separate ECCs for dancers and singers. And some of those are even divided by gender. And what I've seen Equity point out on their site is that non-binary or gender-fluid actors are encouraged to attend the call that they think gives them the best shot at getting hired for the show. So how do you find out about job opportunities? Well, for union members, there's something called casting call, which we'll talk about in a second. For non-union actors... You can check out sites like Broadway World or Playbill, and they'll give you the breakdowns of the various shows that are having their equity auditions. Now, remember, an equity audition is different than an open call because equity auditions have very specific rules that they have to adhere to placed by the union. The biggest difference between EPAs and ECCs and open auditions is that At EPAs and ECCs, all equity members are seen on an equal basis prior to actors who are not equity members. So you'll get seen quicker at an EPA or an ECC as an equity member versus non-equity. At an open call, equity members and non-equity actors, you're all seen on an equal basis. There is no priority placed on you at an open audition, whether you're equity or non-equity. So if you're an equity member, The easiest way that you can find out about equity auditions is using Actors' Equity's casting call. It's online. It's through your new member portal. It looks a little bit different than it has in the past few years, so it might take you some time to get used to it. But in this portal, you can look up and search for auditions 
by call type. So you can look up EPAs, ECCs, open calls. You can look it up by contract type, which is really specific. You can look up online signups. You can look it up by location, audition location or job location. And you can even filter your search by type. So you can filter by state, by region, or by city. With Casting Call, you're able to sign up for equity principal auditions and equity chorus calls, and you have the option to save notices that you're interested in, add auditions directly to your calendar, and if you have to, cancel an upcoming appointment. Okay, so I need you to listen closely because this is where things get a little bit complicated and they're slightly different than what they used to be before the pandemic. When EPAs and ECCs are held in an equity audition center, members are able to sign up for an audition appointment online via casting call. EPAs and ECCs held elsewhere will have instructions for signing up in their notices. I think this is going to change in the next few months, but what is the rule right now is that if the audition is held at a place like the Actors Equity Center in New York City, then you'll be able to sign up for that audition online through the casting call, through the actual equity site. But if it's held somewhere else like Pearl Studios or Ripley Greer, then it's up to the producing team or the theater to decide how and where they want to hold their online signups. This is kind of confusing. I think it's going to change. I think it's going to get more uniform because it certainly did not look like this two years ago, three years ago. For example, I signed up for two auditions this week, two EPAs, actually one EPA and one ECC. Both of them will be held at the Actors' Equity Building on 46th Street in New York City, and I was able to sign up for those online through the casting call, not through some random third-party site. But I went to an EPA last week for an entirely different show and theater, and that audition was held at Pearl Studios, and I did not sign up for that through the Actors' Equity site. I signed up through that through, like, Sign Up Genius or something. But if an audition is being held at an official equity building, then you'll have the opportunity as a member to sign up for that audition online through the Actors' Equity site. Okay. So here are the rules. Online signups are going to become available one week before the date of an audition. So if I want to attend an audition that is starting next week, next Tuesday at 9.30 a.m., so the audition is running from 9.30 to 5.30 p.m., and it's next Tuesday, then I have to sign up for it this Tuesday at either 12 o'clock noon which that's for EPAs, or 9 a.m. for ECCs in the time zone of the audition, okay? I know this is confusing. This is similar to what happened before, but here's the difference. So years ago, you had to go on the site if you were a member and sit there waiting on the today's signups for EPAs page, and you had to watch the clock, and at exactly 12 noon, you had to hit the refresh and then hit the sign up button and then get placed into a queue or like an online line. And when you got into that queue, you were told what number you were, 
in this line for auditions. And that was based on what time you actually like hit the button down to like the millisecond. But the difference post pandemic is that there's now this waiting room before the queue. There's this waiting room for online signups. And that waiting room becomes available 15 minutes prior to the start of signups in the Eastern time zone, which means anyone who wants to make an audition appointment should click the sign up button not even at noon, but actually 11.45 for EPAs and 8.45 for ECCs. Anyone who's in the waiting room, according to the union, at the time audition appointments become available, will have an equal, equal, hello, equal opportunity to book an audition. Okay, so now you can get in the little waiting room as soon as 11.45 for EPAs and... 8.45 for ECCs. I have been on both sides of the coin where I've had success signing up for auditions this year and very much not success signing up for auditions. Like I have sat there in the waiting room at 8.45 and then gone in online on the queue, gotten on that little line with the little like walking man uh, stick figure animation that they have going when you get in the queue. And I've been put as like number 200 on the waiting list. And there's definitely not 200 spots to be, you know, considered for at an equity audition. So I was kind of shit out of luck. And I swear to you, I hit the refresh button. The second the clock turned 12, I even had one of those like world clock timer things going where I could see down to the second what time it was like I've learned over time that sometimes you kind of have to be that specific otherwise you're gonna miss the cue so one thing that hasn't changed for equity members since the pandemic is that you still have to be on your a game when it comes to signing up for these auditions you can't wait around you can't dilly dally um very rarely do you get to sign up for an audition after time has passed since the audition opened but it is possible. And one thing I'm noticing too is that it's also possible to snag an audition appointment uh, when you show up in the mornings for these auditions and you don't have to necessarily get there at six o'clock or seven o'clock. Now, again, I'm speaking specifically for equity members and, and non-union, I'll speak to you in a moment. But for equity members, you know, I'm hearing word or go around that you don't necessarily need to get there at six o'clock to get your desired appointment. I think this is, again, I think this is going to change as the months go by, audition season starts to pile on, and more people are aware of how auditions are being run now. But as of now, what I'm seeing is that if you didn't get an appointment online, the rules are that you can still get an appointment in the morning. You can actually sign up if you're a member uh, if you wait online in the morning, you can sign up for any available appointments throughout the day. And if you don't get an, the appointment that you want, you can always sign up on an alternate list and you'll get filtered in throughout the day by the audition monitor. But like I walked into an EPA and I had an appointment for like 430. It was towards the end of the day of auditions and I could have walked in as an alternate and been seen at the same time. Literally, I could have walked into the audition at 4.10 and have been seen in the 4.30 group as an alternate because all of the alternates had already been called and 
not even all of the slots have been taken by equity members. How crazy is that? God, I, I, I mean, I remember 2019 even um, desperately hoping to get seen at an audition and not have to wait all around all day as a union member, mind you, because I've also been on the other side of things where, you know, before when I was first starting out and I wasn't a member of, of equity yet and I was still an EMC, you know, I, I remember being sitting around all day and, and waiting to get seen. And if you listen to some of the earlier episodes of the Actor Aesthetic podcast, you'll hear exactly what I'm talking about and what I went through as an equity membership candidate. Which leads me to my non-union friends. So if you are non-union today, thank you for listening so far because I do think it's important that you hear what's going on on the equity side so that you know what to expect if and when you join. But you have a very unique situation right now. One of the EPAs that I went to the other day, even though they didn't have time to see non-union actors, they were requesting that actors leave their headshot and resume so that they could call them in if necessary and they could look through their materials, even if you didn't get to sing in person that day. And lately, I've also seen theaters start holding non-union audition calls, so just non-union open calls, instead of requesting to see non-union actors at equity auditions. So it's there's less overcrowding of actors all getting you know, all trying to get seen and trying to audition on the same day. That's what used to happen. I remember very vividly, like the Muni audition calls where everyone was trying to audition at the same time, equity and non-equity actors on the same day. And I'm talking like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people crowded in a couple of rooms trying to um, fit in like sardines so that they could get their name on the list. If you've been listening to the Actor Aesthetic podcast for some time now, or if you follow Actors Equity, you'll know that the rules have changed on how you can actually join the union now. It used to be very different, and now there's something called Actors Equity Open Access. I did an episode on this a couple of months ago, so if you scroll down, you'll see that, and I'll also link it in the show notes. So it's really something to consider, you know, if you're finding that you're not getting seen at these auditions as a non-equity actor anymore because they are being used primarily for equity actors because that's what they are, they're equity auditions, then I think you got to get strategic and, and really think deeply, you know, is this something that I want to jump into headfirst? Do I want to join the union? Um because the rules have changed, they've made it more accessible for joining the union. So that's something to think about. And then also, if it's not within your best interest at this time to join the union, you're going to have to think of different ways to get crafty and strategic about how it is you want to get seen for these auditions. Now, I, of course, am speaking on this because I have been on the other side of things where I was not an equity member. And even though I was an EMC for a while, so I had a little bit of a leg up before, it was still really hard to get seen at these equity auditions. And so my only other hope was getting submitted by my agents or just submitting myself. And that is one of the things you might find yourself having to do. What you have to remember is that there are just so many of us. There's just such an incredible amount of us all going after the same thing, equity and non-equity. And a lot of this is a numbers game more than, you know, just being able to sing, dance, and act. Obviously, that's incredibly important. But Sometimes you got to find different ways to get in front of the people that you want to get in front of. 
Some of those ways include submitting yourself. You can directly submit your headshot and resume in a cover letter to a casting office that you're interested in. And you can do that physically. So you literally mail your headshot, resume, cover letter, and any other information that you deem is important to a casting office if that's what they want. Many offices, though, however, will just want a digital submission. So if you see something you might be interested in, go ahead and film something for it. Even if you don't have the material that is from the show, if you at least have something on file that a casting director or assistant or even an intern can watch and push along to the next person, that's valid. And you can submit that directly online. There's different ways to get contact information online. You know, for years I was using Backstage, which is, of course, a subscription service. Hello, subscription. Can't speak tonight or today or whenever I was recording this episode. Dear God. Uh, but it's not hard to find the preferences of how they would like to receive submissions from casting offices and even agents for that matter. So if you're looking to get crafty, really do some research, ask around, ask what these offices that you're interested in getting in front of accept and what they actually gravitate towards and respond to. Another way to get in front of these folks is through social media and don't knock it till you try it. I've done a crap ton of episodes on social media. I've interviewed other people on social media that I admire and look up to who have found success doing this. And it's certainly a way to get your foot in the door. Now, it's not going to get you the job, but it certainly can get you in front of the right people. So look into that. See if that's something that excites you. But one thing I'll say is really, really helpful, especially when you're not a member of the union quite yet to get yourself in front of these casting directors and creative teams is having an agent. And here's why. So in a big city like New York City or LA, there are breakdowns that are released online. And a lot of those breakdowns, you know, they're, they're listings of roles that are open for shows, TV shows and films and musicals and plays and new works that are looking for X, Y, and Z. They're looking for certain characters, certain people to join their productions. And these breakdowns will be released on different sites, mostly Breakdown Express. And if you have an Actors Access account, you'll be able to see a handful of these breakdowns. And you'll be able to directly submit yourself to these breakdowns. But not every single breakdown is released to actors. Most of them are released just to agents. And I know this because I assisted a casting director. And you can choose when you're releasing a breakdown whether or not you want to release it just to agents or to the general public. And most of them do agents because if you released it to the public, there are far too many people that could submit for things and then your piles get muddied and then you can't quite sift through thousands and thousands of headshots. It's very overwhelming and it almost is less helpful than accepting a small pool of applicants. And so if you're a casting director or a creative and you have a show you need to cast and you release that breakdown to agents, you might have a smaller pool but you know that the pool that you're being presented is reputable because it's actors that are represented by agents, which means they're doing something right and someone believes in them and, and wants to collaborate with them. Remember, having an agent doesn't dictate whether or not you're good at what you do and whether or not you're reputable, but 
having a good agent means that you have someone in your corner who's looking out for you and it looks good to creatives. Especially if you have an agent who has a really good reputation in the industry for doing good work and representing really talented folks. So non-equity actors, if you're discouraged, I promise you that if you keep hustling and you keep working towards it, someone's going to see you, someone's going to recognize that, and someone's going to take a chance on you, and all you need is one person. Same thing happened for me. I was feeling really stressed and down and out for a long time because I was auditioning and auditioning and auditioning and grinding and really just so exhausted. This was right after I graduated. And I, of of course, did a very long episode about this. If you scroll back to the archives, you'll see it. Um, It's about my story of how I booked my first equity contract out of school. And what I'll say to this is that at the end of the day, I could have not gone to that equity audition, but instead I said, you know, F it, I'm going to go and hope to get seen. And I waited around for a long time and I did. And um, I'm thankful for it. I'm very thankful for it because it led me to where I am today. I, I booked my first equity contract. I worked there again. And I've since done more equity things off Broadway regionally. And it's just been a dream. So, you know... You got to just keep working towards it. It's going to happen. It will happen eventually. I do believe that there is room for everyone in this industry. You just got to find it. So until I have more information, I will um, keep you posted. A lot of this is going to change, I think, in the next few months, like I said earlier. So as more information comes out and I, I hear from some more people on their experiences, I'll have a better understanding for you and I'll be sure to uh, give you that information when I get it. In the meantime, I love you all. If you enjoyed this episode or if you found it helpful, share it with your friends, screenshot it, share it to your Instagram story, tag at actor aesthetics so I can see it and make sure that my voice isn't just being spoken into a void. I know it isn't, but I love connecting with you all. And I love hearing your thoughts and your comments and ideas and suggestions for upcoming episodes and blog posts. It makes me remember why I do what I do. So until next week, it takes a village. I'll see y'all next week. 